Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Happy Monday to y'all. Welcome to this Mayito Minute. We're going to start off the week, and you guys probably already know, if you're into sports, you guys probably already know where we are going to go with today's episode. We're going Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. We're going to talk about it. Tiger won the, what, the FedEx Tour Championship, if I'm correct, yesterday. I know it was a big deal. So now the cries this morning are, Tiger's back. Tiger is back. He's back. He's back to dominating. He's back to winning. He's back to the top of the leaderboard. People are fired up about it. The ratings for, you know, this tournament were back to what they were back when he was winning. I mean, literally, they said they hadn't seen ratings like this until, you know, 2013, I believe, which was when he was still playing high quality golf. But there I go. I even made the mistake back when he was playing high quality golf and he's back. Well, okay. I got three things to share with you guys, at least my observations on this whole Tiger Woods thing. Number one, he's back. Really? Here's my question. Where was he before he was back? Was he hiding? Was he sitting at home, not working on his game? I mean, what was he doing? Where do you guys think he was before he was quote-unquote back? That, that kind of gets under my skin a little bit. Because as a mindset coach, I, I don't believe in the principle of all of a sudden somebody being back. Or all of a sudden somebody breaking through the scene and being successful. Th those things don't exist. Tiger Woods has always been here. Tiger Woods has always been a good golfer. I mean, folks, he's on the PGA Tour. Like, he's one of the best golfers in the world, even if he comes in last place every single tournament. He never went anywhere. We assume, because we're so caught up in results, we assume if he's not winning tournaments, if he's not, you know, in the lead group on a Sunday... We assume that, well, he must not be working too hard. He must not be very motivated. He must not be very determined right now. You know, he's probably dealing with some stuff. But is he is he dealing with stuff? Or is he doing a lot of hard work behind closed doors that you can't see? I mean, if you think about it, all these athletes that you know their names now, their household names, you got their shoes on your feet, you got their posters up on your wall, whatever... All of these athletes have a backstory that you don't know the half of about a ton of hard work, about doing things when nobody was watching, about nobody knowing who they were. All of a sudden, everybody knows who they are. I mean, Tiger's needing like, he started off with one police escort. I watched it yesterday and it was like, he started off with one and they were like, no, we need, we need more than that. I mean, by the time he walked up on the 18th green, I think there were like five or six cops like trying to keep everybody off of him. Right? He was being followed by this mob of people. Like, oh, Tiger's back. I mean, point number one, he never went anywhere, guys. Just because the results sheet doesn't show a certain thing doesn't mean that that athlete doesn't have what it takes to compete at that level and even you know, be successful at, slash win at that level. That, that isn't what it means at all. So... He, he never went anywhere. He's been here the whole time. He's been a really good golfer. The, one of the best golfers in the world the entire time. And if you look at it, I actually really like the game of golf because if you look at it, you watch these guys 
And you watch how, like, even within a tournament, you know, Rory McIlroy had three rounds in the 60s, and yesterday I think he shot a 75, right? And that was literally in the same exact tournament. It was just a different day of the week. So guys don't leave and come back. The problem that compounds the Tiger Woods saga is that we know of a Tiger five years ago that was winning everything under the sun. We know of a Tiger Woods that started winning very young and all of a sudden was in the conversation for being one of the best golfers in the history of golf. We're comparing him to Jack Nicholas. He's winning all these majors. And so we knew, we know that Tiger Woods. And so when that Tiger Woods went dormant for a really long time, we're wondering where that Tiger went. And not to get into moral ethical conversations here, but that tiger went to a place where he was dealing with a lot of things in his life with his romantic relationships and relationship with his kids. And he had back issues and he changed swing coaches and he did all those things. Just a very turbulent time in his life. I mean, he maybe lost a little bit of his focus, maybe lost a little bit of his determination and his um, motivation. But even still in those moments, he was still a really good golfer that I'm sure worked on his craft relentlessly. I mean, if you watched him on Sunday, it's the same Tiger you saw on Sundays, you know, 2013 and be, and before that. It's that same competitive person. So, you know, uh, kind of rat-tailing into this little rabbit trail that I've got going. I mean, these athletes, we got to remember, they're, they're human beings too. And they've got stuff going on in the background that is also going to influence them in terms of how they play. And I did an episode, man, I, I, I don't know. I'll have to look it up, but I did an episode a long, long, long time ago. It was called Tiger and Tournament, where I was talking about the, the budding stages of him coming back. I think he had had a good tournament and it kind of looked like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden people were talking again about him. But that flame went out because I didn't do another episode, which means it didn't become another hot topic or else I would have jumped on here and talked about it. So therefore, the flame went out on that comeback and everybody just kind of was doing their own thing. And all of a sudden, uh-oh, Tiger's playing really good golf again. And then he gets all this attention, right? Which leads me to point number two. Did you see the amount of people following him? If you didn't, you should go back and you should watch it. It was unbelievable. The amount of people following him, it was crazy. It was a mob. I thought at some point, literally people might get hurt just trampling over each other, all walking in this blob to go get on the 18th green and watch him seal the deal on this tournament. It was crazy. But here's a lesson you can learn from that. I mean, watch it for entertainment value, but think a little bit deeper than most folks do. And think about this. If you're Tiger Woods, and I know he says the right things because he's got sponsors and Nike and this and that, and you know he can't say anything crazy. Sometimes you honestly can't speak the truth. But as he maybe turned around and looked at that crowd, don't you think he thought to himself, man, probably 90% of these people didn't really care about me until today because I can win this tournament. I mean, where were these people cheering for me? Where were these people, you know, supporting me when I wasn't quote unquote back, right? So now all these people are following him. But I mean, how many of them really, 
how many of, <laughs> this is interesting to think about how many of them actually thought to themselves man on sunday i'm gonna follow tiger woods up on on to that 18th green like no matter what you know i'm following him up on that 18th green even if he's you know tied for 42nd like i'm gonna i'm rolling with tiger right probably not that many oh but he's winning oh okay so this is different now i can i can get down with this guy right so here's the deal use that example to know that we have got to be careful with who we think we need the approval of and who we don't need the approval of just do away with needing approval from people altogether except for that really close inner knit circle that you've got that you know is going to ride with you whether it's good or whether it's bad in other words, if we can kind of turn the clock and he can be going for 47th and there's like 10 dudes or 10 people up on that 18th green with him, then he points at them and says, this is my crew right here. Because guess what? I, I'll have you guys along when I'm winning too. Like, let's do it. You guys are in it, you know, for the long haul, right? So you've got to do that heavy lifting of figuring out who those people are. Keep those people with you. But the rest of them, I mean know that they're going to come and go know that it's an open door policy if you're if you're successful they're there and if you're not successful they're not there and that's just the way that this world goes because at the end of the day especially here in the united states of america still the best country in the world but our culture we got it flipped it's all about performance if you're performing we're good with you if you're not performing we're not i live in dallas dallas cowboys watch out i mean it's monday they lost last night and i mean there's probably all kinds of stuff going on on sports talk radio which i don't listen to but you know i'm sure right that there's all kinds of things going people are upset i mean if they would have won that game yesterday even by a point the sports talk radio conversations would have been completely different sure there would have been some people saying well it's a point it's not good enough this and that and the other thing but for the most part it would have been different right which leads me to point number three expectations so here we go now it's monday after the win of that tournament and now all of a sudden we're having these conversations we're talking about his win yesterday sure you know we're talking about how incredible it was we're showing the interviews at the end of it all but now we're starting to have the conversations of all right so like is he really back i heard it this morning on a on a good morning america or something before i put on cartoons for my kids uh, I heard it that, you know, okay, but is he really back? I mean, does he need to win a major to really prove that he's back? And here we go, right? So they're like, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel that he does. Well, I feel that he does. You know, and they're talking about it back and forth. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, next season, you know, I mean, he's got the majors in front of him. And so, okay, you know, he wins maybe one or two or whatever. And he gets some of those. And now he's closer to now. Can we start having that conversation again about him catching Jack Nicholas for the most majors in history? And so all this is going on. Hey, what about the FedEx, you know, uh, overall standings that really and truly he, he almost won because Justin Rose got that really lucky bounce on 18 if you were watching. And so there's all this stuff going on. So guess what? Expectations being thrown at Tiger, right? But I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach in talking about this. I'm actually not going to approach it from how does Tiger deal with all those expectations? Like, how does he deal with all that stuff that now is being thrown at him? I'm actually going to take it from this angle. And this is something that I was thinking about yesterday as I was getting ready to kind of formulate what I was going to talk about here now. And it's this. We have all these expectations of Tiger Woods. What if we had the same expectations for ourselves? Now let that sink in and let that simmer, okay? 
We've got really high expectations of him. We've got really high expectations of the Dallas Cowboys, LeBron James, all these athletes. But how about our expectations of ourselves? Now, I'm going to break this down and I'm going to make it very real for us. And let's think about it. And you say, Mario, well, you know what? They're getting millions of dollars to play these games. And quite honestly, I'm supporting them somewhat because I'm buying t-shirts or, you know, I'm buying memorabilia. I'm, I'm paying for, you know, tickets to games. I've got NFL season pass, so I'm watching them play or whatever, right? And so, sure, I, I agree that that you you have a right to expect certain things of them because of the fact that this is the profession that they're in. They're called to entertain us and they're being paid a lot of money to do so. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't expect certain things of these athletes, right? Like have at it, you know, and have those kinds of conversations and that's fine. But isn't it a little hypocritical? Isn't it a little bit weird if we do that but then when it comes to us, we've got like super low expectations for ourselves. And then you might say to yourself, well, Mario, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just an average Joe. So I don't have to put a ball through a hoop. So I, I don't know what you maybe are talking about here. Well, let's start breaking it down. What if you're an insurance agent? Let's just say, for example, whatever it is that you do. I mean, you've got a super high expectation for Tiger Woods on the golf course, but You've got a responsibility. That's your job. You're actually getting paid to do that. You may not, you're probably not getting paid as much as a professional athlete, but you are getting compensation for it. What kind of standards and expectations do you have for yourself within that profession? Are they as high as the standards you've got for Tiger Woods? Or some food for thought. How many of you are parents? You've got children. Well, you have a responsibility to raise those children so that they can become good, productive citizens and you can grow them in a way that they can get on on their own when we're gone. What are your expectations for your parenting? Are you looking at that as a serious undertaking? As serious as you're looking at LeBron James bringing a championship ring to Los Angeles now. And you're expecting that of him. What about if you're married? You have a spouse. So that's a serious undertaking, I hope you would think. So how serious are you taking that? How high are your expectations and your standards for performance when it comes to providing for your spouse, loving your spouse, caring for your spouse, being selfless in the name of your spouse? Are your standards and expectations as high as they are for Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys? Right? And these are very serious things. I mean, we should, ex we should have high expectations of ourselves in every area of our lives. And there's several of them and they should be really high and we should be looking to meet those and we should be taking those very seriously. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know you guys got some thoughts on Tiger. I know you guys probably got some thoughts on what we just chatted about here. So I'd love to hear them. I mean, comment on what do you think about all this Tiger stuff? Comment about, hey, I mean, what are, what are your expectations for yourself? Are, are they akin to that of a pro athlete? That'd be awesome if they were. If not, let's strive to get there. If you want to get at me in private, find out a little bit more about a partnership or just find out a little bit more of information about like what it is that this guy Mario does for a living and how can he help me, uh, go to utmostperformance.info, the website, and you can find some more information there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really hope you guys are enjoying the content. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day.